It is 24 minutes after the hour here on the Trot at Large radio show. Oh, wow. <laughs> I gotta tell you, the inbox is full of some great stuff. Oh, people reacting to the television. Oh, what's this? Oh, look, more union endorsements coming out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> Oh, my head. All right. Well, we can't adequately comment on these things yet because we haven't had a chance to uh, see them all. (laughs) Okay. This one I'm going to answer because I think it is going to be, um, yeah, I think we can talk about this. I get this uh, email from Liz, uh, this Facebook message from Liz in Manchester. You have a list of who has benefits. You've posted it before. What's up? Why are you guys suddenly walking away from the benefit issue? I have been inundated, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, from people who want to know how many... uh, of the members of the board of school committee have the benefit package. So let's talk about that for a second, shall we? Um, at the last meeting of the school board, I had a motion on the agenda that would have stripped the benefits away from school board members uh, for the coming term. So in other words, starting in January, the new board would not have access to health and medical benefits provided by the taxpayers. Uh, um, Yeah. So with the election of the new board, the taxpayer provided health and dental benefits would go away. That motion failed 10 to 5. Since then, I have been... uh, inundated literally with people who have asked me who on the school board is taking the health and dental benefits. And Liz, who is a member of our large and loyal listening audience, is right. I have published those lists in the past, but the list that I have go back to 2015. I am not entirely certain of who on the current school board has them, Although I will tell you who I do know uh, or I do believe has them based on comments that have happened on this topic uh, at other times that it's come up in this term. Sarah Ambrosi, uh, the Ward 1 school board member, takes the health and uh, I believe dental benefits. At least she admitted to it uh, during a prior discussion on this during the term. And uh, at the time, she mentioned there was some sort of financial hardship. I don't know if husband lost a job or whatever the case may be. But um, or maybe was that in the prior term? The timelines were a little foggy. So I don't know whether or not she still does have them. So let's uh, walk through. But, you know, the funny thing is, is so, you know, is there a fight now the, the, the term of some upset or it, she because she said, well, now, if if we vote for if this passes, then I'm going to have to go home and tell my husband we don't have health insurance anymore. Well, you know, for what not not for nothing. You live in a one point two million dollar house. 
You own the half a million dollar plus house that you used to live in before you bought the $1.2 million house. You also own a commercial property. You own like $2 million worth of real estate. I think you probably can pay for your own health insurance. And if you can't, maybe it's time to sell one of them. Uh, Debbie Langton does not take them. I believe, I don't know what Mary George's takes. I don't know if, I think she might just take the dental. I don't think Leslie Watt takes them. I know Lisa Freeman doesn't take them. Dan Bergeron, the man who played with it as a candidate. Well, I don't know if I'm going to take. Yeah, the first thing he did was sign up. So Bergeron takes them. You know, the funny thing is all these people who take the benefits are the ones who complain that there isn't enough money. Um, I don't believe Nancy Tessier takes them. I know I don't take them. Although it would be nice, but I don't. I don't believe Ross Terrio. Ross Terrio has said he doesn't take them. Ross flip-flopped on, on this, and it was very disappointing because, you know, as a matter of principle, he opposed it. But uh, I guess since he's on the negotiations committee with John Avard and John Avard unabashedly takes them, I'll give Avard credit. He's never hidden it. And um, feels he's worth every penny. <laughs> so, but Ross flipped his vote. So we could have been a little closer to uh, turning it, but uh, Terrio flipped his vote uh, because he believes that, uh, you know, some people work really hard and deserve it now. Okay. Connors does take them and she always has. She used to get it through her through her business, if I'm not mistaken, which is Melody Pines. But hey, if you can get it at the taxpayer's expense, why not? Uh, Beaudry does not take them. I don't know if he gets them through his wife who works for the school district or if he gets them through the state as a retiree. He's a a retired fireman, and uh, he retired at a time where the pension system provided a subsidy uh, to retirees for their health insurance. Uh, Avard definitely takes them. DeRozier at what time took them? I don't believe she still does. And Van Houten at one time took them, and I don't know if she still is taking them. But, you know, during the not the last discussion where I made the motion, but during the prior discussion, um, when it came up, I I basically said, look, (laughs) uh, I threw it out there and I said, I don't think people who are taking the benefits should be voting because I think they have a personal financial interest in it. And I think it's questionable as to whether or not that's a charter. But I said, uh, if nothing else, you people should Uh, who are taking them should in the discussion or before the vote uh, disclose whether or not you're taking the benefits. So people know whether or not you're voting in the hopes of continuing to take benefits if you're reelected. And Dan Bergeron, you know, uh, Ward six said, Oh, file a right to know request if you want to know. And I said, Oh, the right to know request is on its way. Now I never actually filed the right to know request. Um, <laughs> Liz just said, you don't have to get them for me. I thought you just didn't want to give them to them. <laughs> no, I, I want to give them. But what I'm trying to do, what I've done and what people who have asked is I've told them where to send the email to ask and what to ask for. Because you know what? If they see it coming from people other than Rich Gerard, then maybe they'll get the hint that there is a broader interest in this. So that's sort of the method to my madness. I just started doing that 
I think, a day or two ago, which is why probably Liz is propping here, because people who have put up posts on Facebook and tagged me on them, I have gone and said, send an email to Pam Hogan, director of uh, human resources, asking her for the following. Who takes the benefits, what plan they take, and what is the city's premium contribution on their behalf? And so, you know, people say, well, you know, Manchester is self-employed. So if the if the school board member doesn't actually file any claims, then the 20 percent of the premium they pay is actually going into the pool and not being drawn against. And technically, that's true. But since we can't say, hey, listen. We can't get a claims history to know what the school board members have really, quote unquote, cost the district. You get people like Kathy Staub who took the benefits who are running again in Ward 5. Okay, I defeated Staub when she was the at-large school board member. Now she's running again, but she's running in Ward 5. You know, she complained uh, when this t- the topic was brought up at the, at the prior board. She complained that, uh, well, how is she going to get her mammograms without the health insurance from the city? Well, I don't know. How'd you get them before then? So somebody ought to ask her whether or not she's going to take the benefits again if she's elected. Right? I mean, these people are out of their minds. So uh, the the trouble is, so, you know, if you have someone like, and I'm not giving away any personal medical information. Anybody who's watched a school board meeting knew that there was a period of time when uh, uh, Erica Connors and she, she, you know, she had a skiing accident, terrible injury to her, her, her leg, surgery therapy etc etc who knows what that cost but that's why you have insurance right the whole idea of insurance is um you assess risk you have everybody pay into a pool of money that is then used to pay the claims of people who file the whole point of insurance is you have fewer people making claims than you have people paying for the insurance right So the only way we have to assess a sort of financial impact is to uh, determine premium amounts. Now, a family plan in the city of Manchester costs almost $30,000. How's that for a fine? How do you do? And school board members pay 20%. So that means the taxpayers on a premium basis are on the hook for $24,000 for every family that... um, is on the plan. That's a lot of dough. And a 20% contribution, frankly, is, you know, it's something. But here's the thing that really rubs me raw about the idea that school board members are somehow entitled to it. First of all, you know, a lot of people say, like Joyce Craig, right? Joyce Craig, who used to get health insurance through her husband's business, he's a lawyer, She dropped her health insurance, her privately held health insurance, when she found out, oh, I didn't know we could get health insurance from the city paid for by the taxpayers. Okay, I'll take that. (laughs) Erica Connors did the same thing. Who knows what or why uh, Sarah Ambrosi really did it, or Connie Van Houten, or Kate DeRosier, or Kathy Staub, or anybody else. Dan Bergeron? Oh, we know why he did it. But 
We, uh, under the law, and I hate to say it this way, school board members, elected officials are considered part-time employees. Now, I think the law needs to change. I think that elected officials should never, ever, ever be considered employees of the organization to which they're elected. They should be considered independent contractors, 1099s. Because our contract is up for renewal every time we have to stand before the voters. And if we choose not to renew the contract by not running for re-election... Why should we be entitled to any so-called employee benefits? That's crazy. But inasmuch as they're considered part-time employees, it seems to me that the fair thing to do would be for the, for the elected officials in the city of Manchester to say, oh, well, do the benefits we lavish on ourselves at the taxpayer's expense also get provided to our part-time employees? I can say in the school district they do not. You know, the the wonderful people who are often referred to simply as the lunch ladies, they're part-time employees. They don't get benefits. They can't get benefits if they want benefits because our plan does not provide benefits to part-time employees. So if our plan does not provide benefits to part-time employees, why should those considered part-time employees under the law, the school board, be entitled to get them? And this whole idea that you must have health benefits to attract quality people always comes from the mouths of the people who have nothing good to say about at least certain members of the school board. But I just find the hypocrisy rich in that these folks are willing to sit there and cut the amount of money that will be used to clean and repair schools and cut the amount of money that will be used to maintain uh, the grounds and the sports fields and cut the amount of money that will be spent on school nurses. And cut the amount of, you know, you, you cut the, the, you know, the, the allocations to supplies and materials and things for the classroom. And complain about how they have to make those cuts. But when it comes to cutting their own benefits. And right, we have this little habit of saying, oh, well, $50,000, that's a teacher. It doesn't sound like a lot, but $25,000, that's half a teacher. They frame it this way. Well, you know, the numbers on the school board have ranged over the years from one hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars when you consider the, the, you know, the premium cost of having school board members on health and dental benefits provided for by the taxpayer. They look at everything in terms of how many teachers will that put into the classroom or how many teachers oh, that that was the justification if we didn't cut, you know, cleaning and maintenance and emergency repairs and field maintenance and nurses and you know, crossing guards and all that other. If we didn't cut that stuff, we'd have to we'd have to lay off eight more teachers because it was about half a million bucks. Well, why don't why why not when it looked when it looks at their health benefits? Do they not say, you know what, we should we should vote we should vote against doing this because well, you know, it's the cost of three teachers. So the thing that sticks in my craw and the reason why I keep bringing it back up is because the hypocrisy, the double standard, and just frankly, the self-importance that leads them to believe they're entitled to get them are all undeniably and without reservation disgraceful. This is Gerard at Large. 